0: This is Dr. Edward Gaber. This podcast is on TTP, thrombotic thrombocytic penic purpura. Some of my podcasts are directed toward patients and some are directed toward nurse practitioners and other physicians. This podcast is for me. TTP is a rare but potentially fatal medical emergency and I wanted to expand my knowledge about it so I may never miss a diagnosis of TTP. If you're a fan of Gilbert and Sullivan, you know that things are never what they seem, and this is true for many things in medical practice. Number one, you don't see anything that you do not look for. Number two, the real diagnosis may masquerade as a more common illness or illnesses. And number three, the classic signs and symptoms are not always evident. If TTP is not treated quickly, 90% of patients will die. Diagnosing TTP. With TTP, all the five classic pentad of symptoms or signs do not have to be there on initial presentation. The classic five are severe microangiopathic hemolytic anemia, with hemoglobin less than 10, and with usually about 8% of red cells as schistocytes. Severe thrombocytopenia, with often a platelet count around 10,000, but always less than 30,000. Renal insufficiency in 50%, neurologic abnormalities, and rarely low-grade fever or chills. Only 33% have any neurological symptoms some may just have a headache. Others may have trouble talking, visual symptoms, confusion, or transient focal mild neurological symptoms. But a few will be comatose or have seizures. Patients may just present with fatigue and weakness, nausea, diarrhea, and some purpura or petechiae. The kidney function may be normal Or show mild insufficiency. The platelets are much lower and tissue damage much greater in TTB as opposed to other thrombotic microangiopathy syndromes or TMA syndromes. The heart, brain, pancreas, thyroid, adrenal glands, and intestines may be damaged. The lungs are usually spared. Large Artery Thrombosis, or DVT, is not from TTP. To calculate the probability of TTP, since it may take a week to get the ADAMTS13 protease activity and inhibitor levels back, we use the PLASMIC score, P-L-A-S-M-I-C score. TTP and TMA thrombotic microangiopathy. The damage from TTP is because of thrombotic microangiopathy or TMA when platelet microthrombi occlude the small arterioles and capillaries. The lack of ADAMTS13 metalloprothase either hereditary or acquired inhibitor autoantibodies result in VWF von Wildebrand's glycoproteins, forming ultra-large multimers that can bind and activate platelets, forming clots and meshwork, which produce the thrombi and organ damage. The multimers can also stimulate complement activation. These microthrombi and fibrin webs form, interfere with blood flow and cause organ damage and especially the kidney but also the liver and brain. They also impede the passage of red cells causing fragmentation and hemolysis of red cells, which is why we see the chewed up red cells called schistocytes on the peripheral smear, and why we see evidence of hemolysis with very high LDH levels, increased indirect bilirubin levels, high reticulocyte counts, low haptoglobin levels, and a negative, direct, and indirect Coombs test. MAHA, microangiopathic hemolytic anemia. Microangiopathic hemolytic anemia, MAHA, can occur without the TMA microthrombi, and the organ damage we see with TMA when mechanical breaking of red cells occurs with conditions such as capillary hemangioendotheliomas or defective prosthetic heart valves or heart assist devices or in the TIPS procedure MAHA can occur in cancer and sepsis and DIC MAHA is the red cell fragmentation usually from the web forming multimers but when the microthrombi occur it is TMA TMA occurs with TTP from severe ADAMS TS-13 metalloprosase deficiency plus a triggering prothrombic or inflammatory event. Patients can be asymptomatic with their low ADAMS TS-13 levels for years until the triggering event. ADAMS TS-13 activity is usually 10% of normal in acute TTP Other causes of TMA, thrombotic microangiopathy. TMA can also occur in complement, mediated, or atypical hemolytic uremic syndrome, HUS, and toxin induced HUS from enterohemorrhagic E. coli, or in Asia, shigella bacterial colitis with most often bloody diarrhea and severe kidney injury. Beef, bean sprouts, and romaine lettuce have been vectors in the past. TMA can also occur with the HELP syndrome, H-E-L-L-P, all in capitals, on or near the last trimester of pregnancy, or shortly after delivery, especially if there's preeclampsia with high blood pressure, proteinuria, and edema. Severe hypertension itself can cause TMA. Drugs such as such as oxycodone, cocaine, Plavix, sulfa, Serquel, Depakote, chemotherapy, or tacrolimus or cyclosporin can cause it by either immune-mediated or non-immune-mediated mechanisms. Quinine tonic water, quinine-added jello shots, or quinine-containing over-the-counter medicines for leg cramps can cause immune-mediated DITMA, drug-induced TMA, with Coombs-negative hemolytic anemia, fever, chills, vomiting, diarrhea, stomach pain, possibly aneuric, acute kidney injury resulting from hypotension or rhabdomyolysis. Proteinuria, DIC can occur, and liver damage can occur. Neurological symptoms can occur, and angina can occur. It happens suddenly after the ingestion of the quinine, within a few hours actually. The sudden nature of this syndrome can trick us though, so looking carefully at the previous creatinine Platelet count and hematocrit for subtle changes is important. This reaction must be differentiated from G6PD deficiency hemolysis, immune mediated direct Coombs positive drug induced no schistocyte hemolysis, the drug induced thrombocytopenias, and from the acute kidney injury from nephrotoxic drugs. Non immune. D-I-T-M-A may give similar reactions and kidney injury that develop over many weeks. Bacteria including chlamydia and C. diff, fungus, rickettsial, malarial or viral infections including herpes zoster, hepatitis, mono, coxsackie, CMV and rarely HIV cause TMA, and may cause very elevated fever and shaking chills. Pancreatitis, pancreas cancer, and prostate, lung, and breast, and gastric and colon cancers can cause it. Abnormal gene regulators of B12 with normal B12 levels, but high homocysteine levels can cause TMA. Stem cell transplants, graft versus host reactions, radiation, and other complement-mediated disorders can cause it. TMA can also be seen in association with scleroderma, lupus, and antiphospholipid syndrome, and the antiphospholipid syndrome produces the DVT or PE seen at that time. All of these conditions have TMA, but MAHA without TMA can occur in all but the triggered TTP. All the TMAs have more kidney damage and involvement of the kidney than the TMA of TTP. Neurological symptoms, though mild, are more common in TTP than the other TMA syndromes. Thrombocytopenia is more severe in TTP than the other TMA syndromes. Microvascular thrombosis of the lungs and less so the kidneys can occur with COVID-19, but it is not from TMA, but from hypercoagulability. Treatment of TTP. The only TMA that we must treat with PEX, or plasma exchange, is acquired TTP, even the TTP in pregnancy. Plasma infusion with 15 milliliters per kilogram daily is as good in the autosomal recessive hereditary ADAMS-TS13 deficiency. However, hereditary, Adam's TS-13 deficiency is rare and found in only 5% of cases of TTP. Jehovah's Witnesses can be treated with factor VIII concentrate. a 1,000 milligrams IV daily for three days, is used in severe cases of TTP with neurological symptoms such as aphasia, focal deficits, seizures, or coma. But these neurological symptoms noted in less than 5% of patients. It is also used in patients with high troponin with evidence of cardiac damage and less solumedrol if the TTP is not severe, with rituximab as an adjunct. If it is severe Caplaxizumab is the adjunct used with PEX. In all of the TMAs, PEX may be of some benefit, but treatment of the underlying condition is most helpful. Complement-mediated TMAs should be suspect in children with antibodies to complement H and I, or mutations in a regulatory protein in the complement pathway and also in postpartum women with kidney failure. Complement treatment with Solaris should be initiated within 24 to 40 hours in these patients. If TTP and HUS is not present, methylmalonic acid urine levels and serum homocysteine levels may reveal Sinocabalamin C deficiency mediated TMA and B12 shots, betaine and folinic acid should be prescribed. RBC and platelet transfusions should be given for severe anemia or thrombocytopenia if is bleeding. Early delivery and pregnancy will not help the TTP but will help DIC and the HELP syndrome. DIC. TMA should not be confused with DIC, which is really a coagulopathy as opposed to TMA, with endothelial damage. But the two conditions can occur together. DIC does not have severe ADAMS TS13 deficiency. DIC causes more capillary than arterial damage. Much fewer since schistocytes are seen on the peripheral smear with DIC. Sepsis with DIC can give us TMA concurrently and produce the large multimer induced fragmentation. With DIC, fibrinogen is low. Platelets can get very low, and the protime and PTT and D-dimer are elevated. Rarely. Severe tissue damage from TTP can cause DIC. ITP. In ITP, platelets are destroyed by autoantibodies. Hemolytic anemia is not seen unless Evans syndrome with a positive direct Coombs test concurrently occurs. Stroke-like symptoms and kidney problems are not seen. Schistocytes are not seen. I hope this discussion has been helpful.